Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Whitfield Report uh, Thursday edition, special Halloween edition. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this uh, very special edition of the podcast. And I'm so glad to be here with you all today or uh, tonight or wherever you are in the past, present, future hour. And uh, for all I know, ladies and gentlemen, by the time you're uh, hearing this, it might be November 1st. So, uh, you know, in advance, happy uh, November to you all, to those in the uh, Savage Express. I hope you all are doing well. Uh, Apologies for this uh, episode being put out so late, but uh, truth be told, it it was just a busy day here with, uh, you know, school and some other stuff. Um, so this is really the only time I can record the episode here at the end of the day, but I hope you all enjoy it nonetheless. All right, contact info as usual. You can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at 70 underscore NGC. Hashtag Savage Express. You can also follow the Whitfield Report on Twitter at Whitfield Report. Uh, you can follow me on Minds and Gab at, at Sam Whitfield. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. TheSamWhitfield.com is the blog. And uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Apple. You know, well, I guess Apple Podcast technically is. Uh, you know, iTunes now. They actually got rid of iTunes if you're a Mac user. So now you just have uh, music. Uh, the Apple TV app is on the Mac desktop. And then uh, the podcast app is actually uh, now on Mac as well. And uh, I like it. But I digress. Um, you know, you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, you know, anchor.fm forward slash field report is really where all the podcast links are. So, uh, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, you're already listening on a podcatcher, but as always, you know, please subscribe on those platforms and please tell your friends to subscribe to the podcast if they like, you know, a bit of pop culture and a bit of current events, you know, or politics or just sometimes, you know, random goofiness. Like we've been tracking the uh, Owen Benjamin stuff for the last, you know, year on the podcast. But, uh, anyway. Um, with all that in mind, let's dive into today's episode. Uh, it's going to be a quick one here, but, um... Yeah, happy Halloween to you, uh, you know, slash happy November 1st, depending on when you're listening in the past for the future hour. Um, I've never really done Halloween specials before. Uh, I thought because um, of the holiday, I thought it would be appropriate to uh, review a Halloween movie. So I, uh, I gave out two options uh, to review on Twitter. 
And some of you answered that. To be fair, there were only five votes, but I, I think more of you probably saw it in your feed and for whatever reason just didn't vote. Um, I gave the option between uh, reviewing, uh, if, you want, if you guys wanted to hear a review either of uh, Silence of the Lambs, which is like my favorite horror horror film, um, or Zombieland, which is like my favorite comedy horror film. And, uh, you know, to my surprise, more people actually voted for Zombieland than they did Silence of the Lambs. And I, I like Silence of the Lambs, you know, I guess I'll briefly review that. Um, I love Silence of the Lambs. It's an all-time classic. I'm not really big into horror films uh, in general. And I, I mean, I guess that's part of the point is, like, I'm not really big into horror films in general I've I've just I've never done well with with horror it's just never really been my genre I yes I am one of those wusses that gets you know scared by jump scares easily um that being said I like I really like psychological thrillers um and I really like dark humor like I like it's funny I don't like horror films but I like love I love murder mysteries and you know like you know, like serial killer who done it, and you know, I loved True Detective, which was very dark, you know, and very disturbing. So, you know, it's not like I don't I don't like drama and whatnot and the psychological thrillers. I've just never really been a big fan of the horror genre. But I did like Silence of the Lambs because, um, you know, it doesn't really rely on fright all that much but it does rely on like psychological you know uh Hannibal Lecter gets you know inside the uh you know the head of Clarice and uh you know in that movie and really kind of toys with her from inside of a prison cell you know in this in Silence of the Lambs, you know, gets inside the audience's head. And, uh, you know, it's not, like, overtly gruesome uh, either. Like, a lot of the horrifying stuff in that movie actually happens, like, off-camera. Like, they allude to it, but you don't actually see it, which I kind of like, you know... I kind of like that in a horror film. I, You know, I know that some people like... Uh, you know, blood and guts, and they like showing it, but sometimes uh, I believe that not showing, you know, something like that can be just as effective and just as eerie and achieve the same, you know, response from the audience that you're, uh, you know, attempting to do if you're a director. Um, So obviously that's a classic. A lot of people have seen it, um, and so, you know, go check it out. It's, uh, it's a great film, but whatever you do, folks, and please, for the love of God, um, if you have kids who are like, I don't know, six or eight, for the love of God, don't have your kids watch Silence of the Lambs when they're like that age. I had a friend who I grew up uh, with, one of my best friends, who uh, I 
not only was I in school with him, but we were also uh, Boy Scouts together and we're, we're Eagle Scouts. And uh, he watched Silence of the Lambs when he was like, I don't know, seven or, you know, seven and a half, like eight years old with his dad, like all alone one night. And it was like, it was like his dad was watching it and then like he wandered in the room, you know, and like his dad like didn't really think anything of it. And, you know, like that movie's terrifying as it is, but then when you're, you know, uh when you're eight years old, I mean that's you know like it's it's scary shit, you know, no matter what. And then when you're like, hey, I, I can't even imagine that. I mean, he was traumatized from it, like, to the point when, like, when we were, like, you know, in, like, eighth grade slash, you know, high school, like, on campouts, like, he would get, like, really weirded out by, like, you know, certain noises. And, like, you know, at first we kind of poked fun at him, but then once he told us that, like, he saw Silence of the Lambs that, like, we were like, we were all like, holy shit, you saw that movie at like, you know, eight. So like, you know, we weren't really making fun of him. But yeah, my advice for those of you, you know, in the audience who have younger kids, whatever you do, don't let them, you know, don't let them watch it. Send them to bed earlier. You know, I think like 12 or 13, maybe is a good age. Um, you know, that's just me, but you know. For the love of God, seven is way too young. But uh, anyway, it's, you know, it's a good film and I highly recommend uh, seeing it. So, you know, there you go. It, that I guess I'm kind of reviewing both films. Um, now, what can I say about uh, Zombieland? I actually just watched that tonight, uh, you know, for Halloween. And uh, a few things things um first off i did not realize how uh old that movie actually was and uh it just goes to show how fast time flies uh that movie came out in 2009 believe it or not so approximately 10 years ago ago now. No, exactly 10 years ago. And uh, I think at the time, like, I was either in 8th grade or I might have been, like, just starting my freshman year of high school when that movie came out. I couldn't find the exact, like, release date. Uh, I just kind of scanned uh, quickly through IMDb. But still, like, I was like, my God. I can't believe that movie is 10 years old already. Like, I vivid, I vividly remember when that movie, like, came out as a, uh, you know, like, they, when they were showing, like, trailers for it. And if I'm not mistaken, I think either The Walking Dead had just, like, started as a series or... Um, you know, I think Zombieland might have even predated it. Um, 
I, I don't know. I know that Jason, shout out to Jason from uh, the On Tap podcast, listen to them on Fridays, exclusively on Spotify for now. I know that Jason uh, will know for sure because uh, he's a big Walking Dead fan, or I, I know that he was, or um, I don't know anymore. Uh, but I know that he was, you know, certainly a, f- a big fan of The Walking Dead when it came out, and so chances are he'll know, you know, when's Zombieland and The Walking Dead, you know, synced up. But I do remember that Zombieland was, like, one of, if not the, like, first zombie, like, comedy films. Or actually, no, Shaun of the Dead was the first, like, zombie comedy film of my lifetime, and God, it's been forever since I've seen that one, uh, too, but, I mean, Zombieland, you had, uh, you had Jesse Eisenberg, like, a very young Jesse Eisenberg, like, before he did, um, you know, The Social Network, Although people were already joking that he looked like Mark Zuckerberg. Then you had uh, Woody Harrelson, who, um, you know, Woody Harrelson, man, has done a number of roles. And it's it's very interesting because he's like one, he's one of those guys who either does like extreme comedy roles where like he's a he's where he's like a total funny man or he'll do like um like serious like heavy dramatic roles like in natural born killers and uh true detective um and I'll I'll, I'll get to his character more in just like a sec um this one he this one was a little bit more humorous but you know there were also some I guess, kind of serious moments. Um, then you had uh, Emma Stone in that movie, um, who, by the way, uh, I don't think Emma Stone has aged in 10 years. I, I, I swear to God, I, I actually just looked at a, a photo of her before we... Uh, before I started recording, and uh, she looks exactly the same as she did 10 years ago. Like, I'm sure, you know, a lot of that is makeup and probably, you know, some Hollywood cosmetics and whatnot, but, you know, even so, like, some of that stuff, you you know, you can't really hide that well, and, you know, so she's just, you know, flawless, and yes, I'm speaking as... As a guy here, partially, but also, you know, she's certainly a a powerhouse actor, at least in my generation. And, uh, you know, she did, I don't think she, I don't know if she had, like, very many comedy roles uh, before Zombieland. I can't remember, but she did very well. Um, and then Abigail Breslin, uh, who was the little girl in... Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. That's kind of her claim to fame. I, you know, I think, I think that movie came out the year before, like maybe the same year as Zombieland. But she's in that movie too, and she's an interesting one because um, 
like for two or three years she was really famous. She did Little Miss Sunshine, then she did uh, Zombieland, then she did like another movie or two that I can't remember um, what they were, and then she just kind of uh, dropped off the map, I think, you know, or I, or uh, you know, she really hasn't done much, and you know, if like she was twelve then. I'm thinking like she's got to be 22 or like maybe 23 if my math is right. Like she's not that much younger than I am. Um, but yeah, great cast overall. Uh, oh, Bill Murray makes a makes a makes a cameo. And uh, spoiler, and this was probably my favorite scene in in the movie. There is a a part of the movie where, you know, they, they, they basically, uh, travel from Ohio, which is where Eisenberg starts out, right? Um, and actually Ohio is Eisenberg's character name. So Ohio meets up with Tallahassee, um, who is Whitty Harrelson's character, um, they meet up with Dakota, uh, Emma Stone, and Little Rock, who is uh, Abigail Breslin, although Little Rock and uh, North, North Dakota, Emma Stone's character, they're sisters. Um, so, they meet up. They... Uh, they eventually wind up like going to California and they, uh, because the whole town is abandoned, it's just surrounded by zombies. So they end up like crashing at Bill Murray's house and, uh, you know, they, they think it's abandoned, but like all of the, you know, all of, like the big, you know, Hollywood like movie manners are still like immaculate. And, uh, the funny thing is, is, um, I know is there's this one scene where like, um, where Bill Murray actually dresses up as, as like a zombie and they, they think it's Bill Murray as a zombie, but it's not. And he surprises both Harrelson and Emma Stone at first, their characters, um, and He's like, yeah, I've just been pretending to be a zombie and uh, all of that. Well, then he goes into surprise uh, Ohio and Little Rock. And uh, Ohio actually ends up killing with a shotgun. So there's actually like a whole big, like, you killed Bert, Bill Murray. You know, like one of the greatest actors ever. Which now I understand where those like memes kind of from like 2009, 2000. 10 came from, I, I remember some of those, those were, uh, old school memes, ladies and gentlemen, but, um, so they make a, kind of a, a joke about that, um, and that becomes a whole thing, and, uh, then they end up, like, in an, in an amusement park, and, um, they end up killing, like, a bunch of zombies there, it's not like a hugely deep film, like I said. It's a, 
it's a comedy, but as far as, you know, zombie like slash horror comedies, they definitely do do this movie uh, right to a certain extent. And, uh, you know, after 10 years, it, it still holds up like really well um, to the point now where they've actually, I guess, made a sequel, Zombieland Double Tap, which I know has been, uh, you know, kind of advertised. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I've seen mixed reviews on it. Um, some critics say it's really good and, you know, true to the original. Uh, some critics say it's really bad. Um, you know, obviously these days when it comes to like critical reviews, you have to be a little skeptical of all that because, you know, I mean, the critics hated Dave Chappelle's special and that was awesome. They hated Bill Burr's special and that was awesome. They, uh, you know, they, they hated the Joker movie and that actually got pretty good reviews. So, or, and that actually got like a pretty good, you know, audience rating so you know you, you just never know um i probably won't see it in theaters uh i might but like it's not like i'm a huge you know like must see in theaters you know unless i get like a really good deal on tickets or something but like i i'm hoping it's good and i'm hoping it stays to the true to the original but even so the uh original film holds up very well, and, uh, I think it's definitely worth seeing, so, that's kind of my quick, uh, review there of Zombieland, so, um, anyway, like I said, I'm not really a, a huge, um, you know, fan of the horror you know, genre, although I, I respect those that do, it's not like, it's not like I'm shitting on, you know, people who love horror movies, or anything, it's just not my cup of, of tea, so, um, and I, on, like, a side note, I don't really get, like, I mean, I guess I kind of get it, but, like, I'm, well, I mean, I guess now I'm, I'm like, a bit older, and by older, I mean, still kind of youngest, I mean, I'm still in my 20s, I've just never, like, gotten the need to, like, you know, shit on people for liking a certain movie genre or not liking a certain movie genre. Um, you know, like, some people like Star Trek. Some people like Star Wars. Like, I'm more of a Star Wars fan for sure, but I don't feel the need to, like, go, hey, man... Star Trek fucking sucks or, you know, anything like that. You know, I'm kind of like, cool, you're a fan of science fiction, I'm a fan of science fiction, like, we're, we kind of have, you know, friendly rivalries, but hey, man, you know, we're, we're fans of the same thing, so, kind of. So, you know, that's, like, my approach. Same thing with, like, you know, horror films. Like, I'm not big into, like, horror films, but, you know, I'm, like... As long as you're not, like, taking them, you know, seriously, you know, to the point where you want to, like, slash someone, you know, if you're just, like, a fan, I'm cool with that. You know, same with me in, like, action movies. Like, I love action movies. I know people who don't. I think that, 
I know people who think that like action movies are stupid, but you know, I like them. I'm not going to go out and like, you know, be John Wick and, you know, kill a bunch of people. Although if I did, I would, you know, I would only kill like, you know, criminals or something. That would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just like what you like and that's that. And also, uh, I've just, I've never been like a fan of Halloween. I don't, you know, I don't hate it, but ever since I, you know, like, you know, turned 13 and kind of like stopped trick-or-treating, it, you know, it lost its, you know, kind of lost its allure, um, you know, when I was in high school, like, yeah, obviously there were a few parties, you know, that may have happened, but like, you know, Halloween is kind of just an excuse for millennial chicks to, you know, dress up and be slutty like that, and I'm sorry, but it's true, in my experience, and, uh, you know, in, in a bunch of other people, people's experience, you know it's true. Uh, if you're listening to this either tonight somehow, or if you're listening to this on, like, November 1st or over, over the weekend, like, you know, don't believe me? Go check your Instagram, you know, feed, and go check, you know, the, the Instagram feed of, like, any Instagram model, and, you know, like, I'm not necessarily, you know, like... I'm not, you know, I'm not like poo-pooing it or anything by all by all means. But I mean, let let's be real. I mean, you know, Halloween at, at least for me is. I know that some people are like really into it, but it's just not the same for me as like, uh, you know, I would have to say that Christmas is my favorite holiday, and uh, Christmas is certainly when we're going to pull out the big, you know, stop for like a Christmas special. So anyway, uh, speaking of end of the year, it's hardly we're already close to it. Uh, season five of the Whitfield Report is, uh, if, for those of you who have been keeping track of the uh, the Whitfield Report seasons on iTunes, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't really add like season one or season two to the to this podcast feed, but like. We have season four, we have season three from, like, last year. This year is season four. So now we're at into season five for 2020, and it's, you know, it's pretty insane that we're doing that. Uh, very happy about that. Um, we've had a good year so far. And, uh, you know, it's not over yet, but we're going to have, you know, a good year in 2020. Hopefully, too. So, thanks to all of you who have helped this, uh, you know, podcast grow and, um, you know, kind of like evolve from just a standard uh, political podcast, which is what it was roughly, you know, a year ago and prior to more of like, you know, an evolved, you know, pop culture, you know, pol- uh, podcast and you know, an interview podcast, and yeah, I still do some, uh, you know, I still do some political stuff too, but, you know, I think this season, uh, you know, that we've done this year of the podcast, I, I've really evolved the podcast, and I mean, yeah, some of that is me in the direction that I've, 
you know, taken, but a lot of you guys have given really good feedback on where you think that this podcast uh, needs to go. And, you know, I don't, I don't listen to like every single suggestion, obviously, obviously it's my show, but at the same time, I do think there is, you know, some, uh, you know, I do think that there is some room for, you know, listener suggestion. Um, you know, I mean, obviously you guys are the ones listening to this, so you're the ones helping the podcast grow. So, you know, but if enough of you have like a good idea, obviously I'm going to consider it. You know, like we used to do, I used to only do this podcast once a week and now we're doing two. A bunch of you said that, you know, you wanted the podcast on YouTube in video format. So we do that now on Saturdays as well. And we're just, you know, continuing to grow and, you know, expand this podcast. So I'm really glad about that. I'm also really glad, you know, that I've ran into, uh, you know, other great podcasters like Ray from Ion 2020, um, you know, Robbie Robertson from Out of the Blank Podcast. Todd Mullis from Scapegoats podcast, and um, obviously my old, you know, JFN radio colleagues, uh, Jason and Tate, and their new co-host Andrew are doing on tap as well. So uh, very excited to kind of you know be involved in kind of like a small podcast community um, of sorts. That's always very cool, uh, and yeah, we're just. Again, I feel really blessed to, uh, you know, just be able to expand and grow this podcast and, you know, like it's a thing now and I'm really glad it is. All right, folks. So, um, like I said, we're not going to do a whole like, you know, hour, but I, I do want to, uh, you know, I do kind of want to, uh, spend a little of time on like the music and you know, pop culture review section for this week, um, especially since I forgot to do it on last, you know, Thursday's episode. So, um, obviously, the big news of the week, you know, in kind of uh, pop culture uh, last Friday, so depending on how you, um, when you're listening to this, roughly a week ago, uh, Kanye West... He had kind of been hinting at this for a, a while, um, ever since he went, uh, you know, MAGA. But he, he, uh, he did it. He finally did what he said he was going to do, and he released a full-length, I guess, Christian like rap gospel album. And uh, I've listened to it, and it's it's very good. Um, like, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm not perfect, uh, you know, I, I probably, like, curse a lot more than the average Christian should, like, that's my one, I guess, kind of vice, and I, I really don't even curse that much, you know, in my real life, um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a... The uh, the album is called Jesus is King, and uh, I it's a good album. Like as far as um, 
you know, musical conning of. The, the other thing is, like, I've never really been a big Kanye West fan. Um, like, I never hated Kanye, but, like, rap has just really never been my thing to begin with. And, uh, you know, then, obviously, Kanye West, at least in my lifetime, you know, growing up in, in my... Uh, you know, teenage years and some of my twenties. Well, obviously, Kanye West, over the past like you know, decade and a half, has kind of had the reputation of being a bit of a, a bit of a moron. You know, in in the past, um, when he went over to the Trump train, and I talked a bit about this last year on the podcast, and uh, somewhat this year. Um, I wasn't necessarily like, there were a lot of people who were like, he's full of shit. He's not really a Trump supporter. Um, but then, um, you know, it seems to me like he's actually, you know, pretty much held fast to what he was, you know, like to what he was saying with, you know, supporting Trump and, you know, empowering the black community and saying that. Not every black needs to be Democrat, you know, and it, like he really opened a lot of, of eyes in the African American community, you know, to the to the idea of being conservative or the idea of being a libertarian or, I guess overall the idea of not being left, right? Like they don't have to be left, they don't have to be left uh, by default, right? So that was really Kanye's big contribution. And I mean, I think he's still there. I don't know if he's like fully on the Trump train, but I know that he's not left, you know, anymore. He's not far left. And now with Kanye coming out as as like a Christian, rededicating his life to, you know, to Christ and uh, whatnot, I think that's awesome if it's, genuine um i'm not saying it isn't because and i mean this is one of the reasons why i don't really like to talk faith this much on the podcast um i mean i i do have i do believe that you know jesus christ is my lord and savior i i know that um and i i know that i am saved but Faith is, at least in my opinion, something that has always been like very uh, personal, right? And I know that just says to go out and spread the gospel, but the way I've always, you know, felt that spreading the faith is, uh, you know, I've always felt, and I know that it differs for people, but for me personally, uh, I don't feel like I need to evangelize, uh, you know, in the podcast format. If you're one of those, you know, people that, you know, does, good for you. That's your prerogative. Um, you know, I I like to, you know, I like to live my faith just through my actions of trying to be good, you know, to other people and do good by other people. Um, at the same time. You know, just talking one-on-one with people is, you know, kind of like my preferred method or talking in like a very small, intimate group. 
Um, you know, when Kanye says that God is using him to show off, I know that that that, that there are some skeptics, um, you know, to that. You know, saying that he's like now using God, you know, to like justify his prophets. And I mean, that could be true. But his rebirth as a Christian um, could very well also be completely genuine and completely true. And I, I believe in a sense that, that it is kind of true. I mean, when I saw him uh, on Jimmy Kimmel the other night when he came out, I will say this. The guy looked happy. Like, he he looked genuinely ha- happy. And he actually looked healthy, too. Like, you know, for the last year and a, and a half, Kanye has actually looked happy and healthy. Um, you know, he's he's got, like, a lot more of a positive vibe. He's not, like, you know, beefing with people on, you know, social media. He actually kind of quit uh, social media. You know, hasn't really been on uh, Twitter or Instagram all that much. I think he might have gotten rid of his Instagram. Although I think, uh, you know, Kim still tags him sometimes. Um, you know, like I said, I don't really, f- I don't really follow uh, Kanye West all that much. Like I said, I've never been a fan. Uh, but, you know, now, I wouldn't really say I'm following, following him like as a fan, but I'm following him now as like, just because I'm I'm genuinely curious to see where this goes. Um, and if it is genuine, I wish him the best of luck. And if it's not, well, then I guess all those people are say, who are saying, uh, you know, we told you so, I guess that'll be true, you know, if and when the moment comes. But I really do genuinely uh, pray that this is genuine for him. And I, I hope it is. So, uh, you know, Kanye West, like, even if you're not religious, um, I think it's an interesting study, you know, kind of like taking a single view. I think it's an interesting study in the very least to have someone who was so secular and was so, you know, kind of atheist made the complete 180. I mean, you can't, you can't deny even as like a secular thing that that sort of change isn't kind of groundbreaking. And I think it's also groundbreaking that he's kind of bringing, you know, a Christian culture, which is now kind of like a subculture, into popular culture, right? Into Hollywood, where it's not, where Christianity and like, you know, the subject of faith isn't really a, you know, a, a topic that's, you know, tolerated. In fact, it's frowned upon. So, um,. I just find the whole Kanye thing uh, fascinating, honestly. Like, I don't really have, you know, like, I'm not, like, obviously I'm for him continuing to explore his faith if it's, you know, genuine. Um, you know, I'm not really, like, going to bash him, you know, for not coming here sooner because, look, man, I mean, there are some, like, I've seen like, grown men who are, like, 65 or even 70 who have never, you know, walked 
with God a day in their life. And then, you know, at 70 or at 65 or, you know, whenever they turn their life over to Jesus gently and they have a rebirth. So, you know, who am I to judge uh, Kanye in that sense? But um, anyway, so as far as Kanye goes, that's that. Um, for those of you who have been watching the Watchmen series, um, and by the way, thank you to uh, James Dellingpole for retweeting my uh, Watchmen pilot, uh, you know, special episode that I did last week. Uh, did not expect, you know, someone as big as James Dellingpole to uh, retweet me. Uh, and he's the editor of Breitbart London, for those of you who don't know. Um, so yeah, I, I finally got a retweet from a Breitbart news editor. So, you know, thanks for that, uh, James Dellingpole. Very cool. Um, obviously, a lot of you guys know that I'm a bit skeptical of the uh, Watchmen, you know, series. I didn't really like it all that much. Uh, you know, the first episode, at least, because I just felt that it was so overtly leftist, it was kind of painful. Um, you know, and then, to be, you know, to be honest, it just wasn't really memorable. Um, I will say this, though. The second episode has gotten a, a lot better. I think they're going after PC culture, like, a little bit, kind of, kind of making fun of the fact that, uh, you know, that, like, Vites, you know, post-Utopia, you know, is kind of like, you know, a leftist utopia, and it's not, uh, you know, perfect, right? So I do admire that, um, but... They're still painting, you know, Rorschach as kind of like, you know, in, in kind of like Rorschach's movement and ideology. You know, the question of government people, people as simply as simply like neo-Nazis, which again, folks, not everyone who, you know, is like a, a libertarian or on the right is necessarily like a, a neo-Nazi. I mean, yeah, there are some extremists out there. But I'm certainly not one of them, and the vast majority of people I know, you know, aren't, like, far, far-right extremists either. Like, I'm more of a cultural libertarian, so, you know, and, like, there have been some extremists who have tried to, you know, kind of, like, drag me into their, you know, thing, but I just, you know, kind of decline and roll away, walk away, or, or in my case, roll away, so... Uh, you know, that really does kind of bug me, but the fact that they are, like, you know, starting to, like, show the cracks and bites, you know, left-wing utopia, you know, is, I guess, making an, an improvement. So they definitely have me intrigued now, I guess, compared to last week. Um, again, I don't really think this needs a sequel overall, though. You know, the Watchmen... Uh, graphic novel and the Watchmen uh, book um, and the Watchmen movie, I mean, were kind of uh, perfect on their own. But like I said, this series is out there now, so 
what am I going to do? I can't really, you know, I can't really erase it. It's out there now. It exists. So, you know, just best to kind of see where it all leads, I guess. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my quick, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't really say I'm cautiously optimistic, but like now I'm cautiously like kind of paying attention. So you got me hooked for another week, uh, Watchmen. So we'll see uh, where this ends for week three then, I guess. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that does it for the podcast. We're actually uh, wrapping up at like a good 45 minutes or so, I would say. So uh, from all of us here at NGC Studios, wherever you are in the past, present, future hour, have a good day or good evening. Uh, God bless, God save this great nation, and I will see you for the Saturday uh, show, 10 p.m. over on youtube.com forward slash the Whitfield Report. Uh, And yeah, we'll see you then. Don't know who I'm going to have on as a guest yet, if I have any guests on at all. But we will, uh, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it. As always, uh, stay tuned to my social media for announcements regarding that. And uh, from all of NGC, God, freedom, legacy in that order. And God bless and God save this great nation. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash Whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast I really really appreciate that Anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated, even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast. I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.